What's going on, guys? Welcome to Pop Culture Stoop, episode number three. Matt, unfortunately, couldn't join us today. If all goes well, he should be back next week to talk about Stranger Things. On today's show, I'll have the challenge of doing justice to Black Mirror in just 10 minutes. Want to find out how that goes? Stick around. Welcome to the Pop Culture Stoop. Sit back and grab some popcorn with my co-host Matt and I as we go through some of pop culture's trending shows like WandaVision and Black Mirror. Spoiler warning. In this show, we talk about all plot points and theories, so watch the show first before listening. With all of that being said, please stand by and enjoy the show. If you're in a pop culture television, then you have no doubt heard about Charlie Brooker's bone-chilling thriller series, Black Mirror. Most shows work season to season and episode to episode on character arcs and storylines. Things build over time to a big connected story. However, if you've ever seen an episode of Black Mirror, you'll know that it works differently. Black Mirror is an anthology series that has different stories and different characters every episode. But that doesn't mean it isn't any less interesting and you aren't on the edge of your seat every time. Because the show doesn't connect from episode to episode, the writers throw in Easter eggs that let you know that these stories are happening in the same universe. To give an example of one that I always thought was great was the song Anyone Who Knows What Love Is. This song was originally heard in the season 1 episode 15 Million Merits. It pops up a few more times and it's really satisfying to know that you've heard that song before when you hear it again. Just being able to understand the reference is pretty satisfying. There's so many compelling characters throughout the 5 seasons of the show to date. And because of this, it would be hard to break down the show without spending hours talking about it. So today, I'm going to go through one of my favorite episodes from the show, Season 4's USS Callister. It isn't going to be easy, but I'm going to try to do this in less than 10 minutes. Before we get into this episode, however, I did just want to touch on how groundbreaking Black Mirror as a show actually is. The spinoff of Black Mirror called Bandersnatch is set in the same universe as it seems. However, it's an interesting interactive experience that's a choose-your-own-adventure style of episode. The choices you make here decide the outcome of the episode. I think this is a super interesting way of storytelling, and I hope in the future more shows and films adapt this format, because it's pretty cool and it feels exactly like a video game, and you're making all the choices. It's really cool. Without further ado, let's jump into the episode. In this action-packed episode of Season 4, it tells the story of Robert Daly, played by Breaking Bad's Jesse Plemons. It also features a familiar story of the hero, he saves the day and gets the girls, However, we see that not everything is as it seems. This idea of things not being as they seem has been pretty prevalent throughout the shows that we've talked about on this podcast. And that leads me into today's quote of the show. The quote of the show serves to highlight a particular quote or scene from the show of the week. In this case, Netflix's Black Mirror, and why this quote works well on its own to demonstrate what the show is about. Without further ado, here is the quote of the show. We let him go. For now. It's great decision making, Captain. Three cheers for Captain Daly. 
Hip hip hooray! Hip hip hooray! Hip hip hooray! For he's a jolly good fellow, for he's a jolly good fellow, for he's a jolly good fellow. So stay all of us. God bless you, Captain. God bless you. The opening sequence to a casual viewer is nothing out of the ordinary at first, especially upon the first viewing of the episode. This episode does a great job of hiding the true plotline. Upon first glance, the costumes and backgrounds stick out as being sort of Star Trek-y. This beginning sequence plays with genre and expectations amazingly well. Taking a deeper dive into the scene, we see they do a great job of completely throwing off the viewer in the beginning sequence with the 4x3 aspect ratio and the old time microphones giving off that old TV type of feeling. This, coupled with the acting as well, helped the sound feel more genuine to how television shows of the 60s would sound. A lot of TV shows in that era had overacting at times, so it was kind of cool and, and funny that they played around with that. The rest of the episode after this plays out in the modern day 16 by 9 aspect ratio that we're all used to now, but I think it's pretty cool that they were actually able to kind of subvert expectations there. Robert returns from his fantasy simulation of his game Infinity, and we learn that his real life is a lot bleaker than he would like to admit. I really like the contrast between these two scenes because it signals that the viewer should pay attention. We learn that Robert is a more sinister character than he seems on the outside. Nanette Cole, played by Kristen Milioti, is a newcomer to the office, and Robert decides that he's going to put her in the game too. So what does he do? He gets a sample of her DNA and puts a copy of her in the game. Cause that's a perfectly healthy way to deal with a crush, right? Anyway, now that Nanette is in the game, we see just how cruel Robert is. Nanette discovers that anytime Robert has a disagreement or an argument with a coworker, he takes their DNA and sticks them in the game so he can torture them, and gets them to do what he wants. Geez, this guy seems emotionally unstable. I mean, to manipulate this one guy, he takes his kid's lollipop as a DNA sample and basically kills him right in front of him in the game. That is so not cool. The game characters see how cruel he is day in and day out, but there's little that they can do. However, Nanette has a plan. You've tried a million times. No way out. Billy's smart, but he's not a god. He's a coder. He is fallible. What was that thing he was holding in his hand, that scanner thing? His Omnicorder, primary communications device. You said he kept his version of the game offline, but the Omnicorder made contact with the outside world when the pizza came, so it, it's gotta be connected to his, uh, his home system, at least. The Omnicorder's gone. Loads when he loads and it goes when he goes, and that's the only one. No. There has got to be a way to connect. Now, the story becomes more about trying to be fast enough for the game characters to outsmart Robert and be free. They devise a plan to get in and out of Robert's apartment to take the DNA samples and destroy them. However, they need Nanette's help in the real world. They hack her phone through Robert's comm system in the game and blackmail her. Nanette Cole. Who is this? Um. What, uh, what do you want? What we want is for you to do exactly as instructed. Listen very carefully. We don't have much time. Stand up, get your coat, and follow our instructions. She also modifies the game so that Robert is trapped. The merging of these two worlds to me was really cool. 
This is something in true Black Mirror fashion that was done in a really interesting way. The game characters wind up outsmarting Robert in the end, and the story wraps up as they wind up trapping Robert in his own game, in his own mind without any way of escaping. We realize the lesson this episode tries to teach. This episode is reaching out to the outskirts of society where people may feel mistreated like Robert. In this fantasy take of something that could very well be real one day, it is important to remember not to let your insecurities get in the way of your real life. Or at least as bad as Robert did, because that wasn't healthy. At the end, it was also very interesting to see presumably Aaron Paul's character of Breaking Bad's Jesse Pinkman reprising his role, as we can infer that Jesse was playing Infinity during the scene in Breaking Bad where he's playing video games. Incoming transmission. It says Gamer 691. Hello. Hello, do you have anything to trade at all? No, uh... Oh, so why did you respond? Okay, just get the hell out of my quadrant. Uh-huh, you better run. King of space right here. This is an interesting element to the story that is a nod to Breaking Bad fans. Anyway, guys, that pretty much does it for this week's episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you want to keep up with everything we do, make sure to follow the podcast on Twitter at PopCultureStoop. On next week's episode, we'll be talking about the Duffer Brothers Stranger Things, now streaming on Netflix. In. And now, you are going to have to let us stay. What if he never left? What if we locked him out here with us? want to attach himself to someone again. Pop Culture Stoop is written, produced, and edited by David. If you want to keep up to date on everything that we do here on this podcast, make sure that you follow at Pop Culture Stoop over on Twitter. If you want to listen on our website, go to popculturestoop.wixsite.com slash my dash site. You can listen to our podcast on Spotify and on Apple Podcasts. Or you can add our RSS feed and listen in whatever podcast application you choose. Thanks for listening.